Welcome to Building Boston and Beyond, an educational podcast empowering Massachusetts residents with information, updates surrounding the economic growth of their community, improvements to their neighborhood, and access to resources to enhance their quality of life. From discussions with public officials, businesses, organizations, and change makers, Building Boston and Beyond aims to inform and empower residents to have a voice, support each other, and join the decision-making process in their community. Joining us today on Building Boston and Beyond is Brockton native Tanisha Sullivan, candidate for Secretary of State. Tanisha is an attorney, former Chief Equity Officer in the Boston Public Schools and President of the Boston Chapter of the NAACP. She has a proven record of advocacy around civil rights and social, economic, and racial justice. Tanisha believes it is time for change by increasing government transparency and building a stronger, more vibrant democracy for all. Tanisha earned the state's party's endorsement, 62% of delegates at the Democratic Convention, and will be on the ballot for Secretary of State in the September 6th primary. Welcome, Tanisha, and thank you for joining Building Boston and Beyond. It is a pleasure to have you here with us today. Thank you so very much. It's great to be here with you. Let's just begin. Let's provide our listeners a brief about yourself, including your career path up to now as you seek the Secretary of State seat. As you shared, I I was raised in Brockton, the city of champions, home of marvelous Marvin Hagler and Rocky Marciano. Mm -hmm. I am the daughter of a public school educator. My dad spent 40 years working in Boston public. And my mother is a small business owner. She started three businesses from our home in Brockton. So micro small business owners. Um, And I am an attorney. I am in my 20th year of practice. I'm a transactional lawyer. I'm also the former chief equity officer in the Boston Public Schools. Actually had the opportunity to overlap with my dad for a bit. And I'm a civil rights leader. My work in community for the last six, six and a half years has been rooted in my work with the NAACP in Boston, where I serve as the president. Mm -hmm. And it really is uh, through that role that I've had the opportunity to work with and in communities in the greater Boston area and across the Commonwealth to advance meaningful public policy in in the educational equity space, public safety, economic opportunity, health equity, and of course, voting rights. Mm -hmm. I do believe that at this moment in our democracy, a time when so many people are feeling disconnected, concerned, and frustrated with what we're seeing on the national level that here in Massachusetts, you know, we've got some work to do. And I think It is time for us all collectively to roll up our sleeves to tackle some of the democracy challenges we have right here in our own backyard, including the low voter participation rates that are consistently impacting communities of color, working families, our youth, our seniors, um, and our immigrant communities. Right. Now, you're, uh, if elected, how will you make the office more transparent and accessible? First, I want to make sure folks know that here in Massachusetts, the birthplace of democracy, we are the least transparent state in the entire country. And the Secretary of State is the Chief Information Officer, really responsible for ensuring that people have access to public information. And as the least transparent state in the country, I actually believe it is the 
the responsibility of the Secretary of State to do something about that. And so as Secretary of State, I'll not only work to make our government more transparent, ensuring that public information and public debate and public issues actually make it into the public square, so to speak, mm -hmm. so that we can hold our elected officials accountable. But I also want to make sure that we have that information as residents so that we can actively participate in government. You cannot help and actively participate in addressing issues or creating more opportunity if you don't have access to information. Mm -hmm. And so I do believe it is the responsibility of the Secretary of State to work alongside residents residents and other stakeholders to ensure that we have the information we need. And unfortunately, again, we are not only the least transparent state in the country, but we're also very far behind on this issue. And so as Secretary of State, I'm going to be proactive in addressing this because it information, as we know, is power. And I want to make sure that our communities are empowered. And that, for me, has to be a top priority for a Secretary of State. Right. I agree. It, it is about information sharing, and it's about educating the public. Absolutely. So that they can participate in the improvements to their community and overall improvements to their quality of life. You hit the nail on the head with that. And I think, you know, our current way of thinking about whether we're talking about voting or information access is very administrative and transactional. And what I mean by that is the bar for information access is, do you know the date, time, and location of the meeting? It is not, do you understand what is going to be discussed? Do you understand what your rights are relative to a public meeting? Do you understand how you can connect with your elected officials? And so I'm very concerned that we have such a low bar in Massachusetts, and that bar, quite frankly, for me, needs to be raised by the Secretary of State. So it's not just do people know date, time, and location of a meeting, but are communities empowered with the resources and supports they need to help ensure that residents understand how they can engage? And again, that falls into even with voting. This idea that it is enough that people can register to vote and then folks are left to, on their own to make a decision about whether they're going to cast a ballot. Mm -mm. But let's talk if, about the EJ communities, okay. environmental justice communities. Very difficult to connect with the EJ communities. There has to be an investment to engage those people to be involved. Absolutely. So my belief is that democracy is not a solo act. Democracy is not something, and democracy is not passive. Creating strong democracy is not a passive action. It actually, it requires act active engagement and it requires active engagement with communities. And so whether we're talking about communities that are actively engaged in the fight for greater environmental justice or economic justice or racial justice, it is critically important, I believe, that the Secretary of State's office is actually working in and with those communities. Mm -hmm. Again, it is not enough 
for, and we're seeing this, this is not just Tanisha saying it. Mm -hmm. What we know is that it is not enough to simply have the door open. There has to be intentionality in how we engage with communities so that folks know that they are welcome and can participate. And right now in Massachusetts, what the data is showing us by the lack of engagement is that folks are not feeling welcomed and that there is a lack of trust in the system that is only going to be remedied if we have a Secretary of State and an Office of Secretary of State that takes an active interest in those communities and working with those communities. No, agreed, agreed. And it is about that, again, as you said, building the trust. And how do you do that? Really meaningful engagement, not on the surface. That's right. You know, and when you talk about providing access to voter registration, it's just be, it's more than that. Mm -hmm. To bring them to the polls, to feel welcome that their, their say matters and their vote counts. Absolutely. You know, I think it's important to recognize that in some of the communities where we see low voter participation rates, there is engagement and there is concern. Some of our most vulnerable communities have had such a tenuous relationship with government there is a lack of trust. And so we need to have a Secretary of State, again, that is concerned about voter participation rates and is working aggressively to help to build relationships in communities that can help to build trust that will lead to increased participation rates. Absolutely. I, I see your background as beneficial to this role. What are some ideas that you have right now where you can execute that? There are 16 divisions that fall under the Secretary of State's portfolio, and I've had engagement with several of them over the course of my career. But in addition to that experience, I bring to this role the experience of a civil rights leader. And let's be clear, there is no greater issue today in our democracy than the fight for voting rights and access. And that is a civil rights fight. And there's nobody else in this race who has the civil rights experience that I do. And so if we wanna talk about ensuring that we're protecting and advancing voting rights, and that we have safe and secure elections here in Massachusetts, and that we're serving as an example, a beacon for the rest of the country, we need a civil rights leader sitting in this seat. And that's me. And so, and because of that lens, I not only understand the technical aspects of this work, the administrative aspects of this work, but yes, I am bringing specifically ideas and relationships that can help us implement those ideas relative to increasing voter participation, whether that is working um, with communities directly and helping those communities build initiatives that can help to increase voter participation or if we're thinking about the role of the secretary of state in the space of corporations because if you want to do business in massachusetts you've got to go through the secretary of state's office you know there too there's a lot of work to be done right now if you're a small business owner in massachusetts the most expensive state to start a business in by the way you're paying the same fees as the multi-billion dollar organization i actually believe we need to change that 
So as Secretary of State, one of my top priorities in the economic opportunity space will be ushering in fee structure equity. So if you are the small diner, you're not paying the same fees as the national restaurant chain. I am going to be very focused on ensuring that we are able to connect our small business community to the resources that exist in our government. Here's the thing. As a small business owner, if you have to go to the Secretary of State's office to register your business or file your annual reports, why do we not have a link on that website to connect you to the vital resources you need for your company to be successful? Why is it that we expect the small businesses, I'm talking about the ones owned by our parents and our grandparents, the ones that employ two to five people, why are we sending them on their way to navigate the matrix that is government instead of providing them with direct access to the Secretary of State's office to the resources they need. That's the type of Secretary of State I will be. Someone who is who cares deeply about our small business community because I understand how vital small businesses are to our neighborhoods and someone who is going to do all she can to ensure that small businesses are thriving here in Massachusetts. So let's expand on that. So if in fact you were elected, in addition to the fee equity, what else would you introduce in your first 100 days? I think for with respect to the small business community on the corporation side, in addition to fee structure equity and providing direct access by way of very low hanging fruit, links from the website to supplier diversity office, to organizations that provide technical supports for small businesses. We also, I believe, need to take a closer look in the corporations division, what we can do to help increase the number of businesses that register as B corporations, benefit corporations. Those organizations make a commitment to advance environmental, social, and governance practices that are good for community. Massachusetts is one of a few states that actually recognizes B B Corps as they're so-called, but there's more we can do there with those organizations. For example, those organizations, because of their self-identification, are those that have the greatest potential to help us understand best practices in environmental justice, for example. And so I'd like to see those organizations, I'd like to see us increase the number of those organizations, but I'd also like to see us create the space for the sharing of information from those organizations to other organizations to help support the development of better environmental, social, and governance practices writ large. Another area where I'm particularly interested in taking a look, we've talked about elections, we've talked about information, we've talked about corporations. I also know, and we all well know, that here in Massachusetts, we have a housing crisis. Mm -hmm. The Secretary of State actually chairs the Historic Commission here in Massachusetts. That commission is responsible for issuing tax credits. Oh my goodness, tax credits. No, we're not gonna talk tax, but I wanna just give the high level piece here. Tax credits are used often 
to help finance, pay for real estate development in Massachusetts. And what I'd like to see beyond what the process is now is you fill out an application, the commission deliberates, you get a response. What I'd like to see with an equity lens, with a civil rights lens, is for us to have a process whereby someone submits an application but priority review is given to those real estate developments that are focused on housing and specifically affordable housing. Why isn't the Secretary of State's office in Massachusetts helping to address one of the biggest crises we have here in Massachusetts, and that is a housing crisis. Impacts families across Massachusetts. Currently, the Secretary of State is not doing anything actively to help tackle that issue. As Secretary of State, I'll not only work to tackle that issue, but I will also be consistent in looking for ways uh, for this office to help address the big issues, big challenges facing Massachusetts. This is a constitutional office and it needs to be actively engaged in helping to improve societal well-being here in Massachusetts and not, quite frankly, on autopilot. Tanisha, you bring a, a well-rounded platform to this race. You really do. And your initiatives, they make sense. You're recommending streamlining practices to make it more efficient for people. There's a lot to do in this office. I mean, Lydia, I want to make sure that listeners understand, you know, we've had the same person in this office for 27 years doing the same things the same way. While, you know, here in Massachusetts, some people may say, well, you know, we're not as bad as Georgia. We're not as bad as Texas or Arizona. Well, so here's the problem with that thinking. Georgia, Texas, and Arizona are not the bar. They're the floor. And so for us to say that we're not as bad as, you know, what's happening in those jurisdictions is not enough for Massachusetts. And so I do believe firmly that if Massachusetts is truly going to be who we say we are, we can't be looking at those states that are at the bottom to assess whether we're doing okay. We have to have some honest conversations with ourselves here in Massachusetts. We have to be honest about the data here in Massachusetts and realizing that it is not okay for us to accept that we've got large demographics of people who are consistently left out of our democracy. And here in Massachusetts, that's what's happening and if we keep doing things the same way without an eye toward what is possible and creating more opportunities for people then we are complicit in allowing for a system to continue that we know is leaving so many people behind mm -hmm. that's not the massachusetts i believe we are or i believe that we can be i believe we can be so much more and i am beyond excited about the opportunity to do the work, Lydia, because this is work, do the work that will be required for us to truly be a beacon for the rest of the country. Let's share with our listeners why you, why are you the change agent for this position? Because I want to do the work. You know, democracy requires action. 
Community building requires action. Empowering people requires action. You can't do that sitting in a chair, behind a desk in a chair covered by four walls. That happens when you're within in community. That happens when you are thinking about ways to open up opportunities for people. I'm gonna give you another example. The Secretary of State is responsible for overseeing census administrations. The census count happens every 10 years. And the researchers will tell us that we can predict we're going to have an undercount. We can predict where those undercounts will happen. And they hit communities of color, they hit working families, they hit immigrant communities, we know this. And yet, because it's the easy thing to do, we continue to employ the same strategies every 10 years when it comes to counting in our communities. Why is that? Democracy work is not about doing what's easy. It's about doing what we need to do to ensure that we're delivering for all people. And so for me as Secretary of State, when I think about just that piece, the census, one of the things we're going to do when I'm Secretary of State is we're not gonna stop being in communities after the census count is complete. We're gonna continue to be in community, building relationships so we can build trust, so that we can increase participation rates in the census. It's the same as with respect to voting. Mm -hmm. And the question for Massachusetts in this moment, specifically as it relates to the Secretary of State's race, the question for Massachusetts is, are we satisfied with communities of color, our immigrant communities, working families, seniors, young people, our veteran community, are we satisfied? Are we okay with those communities consistently being left out of census counts and consistently be falling within the voter participation gaps? That's the question. If we're not satisfied, then that means we have to demand more from the Secretary of State's office. And that's what I'm offering. Well said. I believe you are an agent for transparency and inclusion. I mean, yes. clearly that's what I hear from our conversation. Thank you, Lydia. And it was wonderful to have you on Building Boston and Beyond. And I wish you the best of luck in the primary on September 6th. Thank you. Thank you so much. And it's important for folks to know if they're interested in learning more, if they're interested in getting involved. Again, democracy is not a solo act. And so I can't do this by myself. This is about us. Mm -hmm. Please visit our website at TanishaSullivan.com. That's T-A-N-I-S-H-A. S-U-L-L-I-V-A-N.com. The primary is September 6th. We're encouraging folks to ensure, confirm you are registered to vote. The primary is September 6th. We need your vote on or before September 6th. And I do believe that, um, that with all of us working together, we will win this primary and we will be able to transform this office so that it is working in the best interest of all of us. Visit buildingbostonandbeyond.com to get a glimpse of our future guests and the many ways you can follow us on social media. Join us next time to hear the latest topics of discussion 
in Boston and beyond. <laughs>